This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the largest comeback in Washington Redskins fan franchise history. We talk about the upcoming game against the Pats. This is much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, John? Yo, 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 yo. What's up? Excellent. Uh, welcome Dude. to Harry Hog Football, episode number. Is this three ninety five? Three ninety five, I think so. Three ninety five. Um, we're still alive at three ninety five. Who is that, Big Daddy Wilkinson? <laughs> Big no, this is three ninety six. Is it three ninety six? Dang. Yeah, you're right, dude. Three ninety six. So this is uh see, see we need Josh here because he would remember that sort of thing. Where is Josh? <laughs> um Josh. Josh, where are you? That's my dog. <laughs> Who said that, dude? Oh man. <laughs> Dude. Oh man. So yeah, there's Josh. This week. He's probably getting ready for the game next week because it's against his other favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> it, are we playing New Orleans next week? We are at home though, so he's not going. Oh. If it were if it were in New Orleans, you know he'd be like, dude, we're going. It's, he was, he's hey, gone before, actually, I think, to the game down there. It stinks that we're playing New Orleans um now that they started getting better than at the beginning of the season when they were I know better. we need to get we needed to speaking of of what sucks well let's before we talk about the game against New England coming up here and the game against the Buccaneers that we somehow came back to win miraculously um I think we need to give a shout out to our longtime benevolent sponsor Desmond C Lee Yeah Desmond C Lee thanks again for being our benevolent sponsor that's uh Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter if you want to reach out to him. Give him a That's shout. Right. During the game, he'll tweet back at you. Yeah. If you just need to vent at somebody and we're not responding because sometimes we do and sometimes we don't, just put a little at Desmond C. Lee 2 in your little tweet and he'll be right on there. Yeah, man. And, and Desmond C. Lee 1 because it was taken. Yeah, I also want to give a little public service announcement here to everyone. <laughs> Do not send emails to me at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com anymore. Use our actual names like Aaron or John or Josh at harryhogfootball.com. Because I'll tell you what, I get like a thousand spams a day now on that Redskins fan address. So I'm going to have Josh turn it off because I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> so please, please just send them to our names and we'll get the emails. So, yeah, uh, so you could be like Aaron at HarryHogFootball.com. I can't believe this happened in the game, dude. What do you think? Or yeah. or John at HarryHogFootball.com. Um, so that, I can't believe this happened in the game. Or Josh at HarryHogFootball.com. Did you even watch the game? Yeah, so I don't have to read like the little blue pill delivered <laughs> to your door and whatever else crazy stuff I get in there. It's It's insane. I can't take it anymore. I really just can't take it anymore. I'm like, shut down the address, Captain. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. Uh, yeah, back to the game, dude. All right, all right. Let's start. Let's, let me just start off with the overall feeling that I got from this game. Yeah. 
first half, my feeling was, oh my, we are worse than I thought, but I'm not surprised. Second half. First half, first half, let me even expand on that more. I thought this was a continuation of the dreadful game that you and I were at the year before. Last like, year's game. Yeah, like like, like if the game lasted six quarters instead of four, it was like continuing after we'd already given up in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. And then, so then halftime rolls around, and we begin this greatest comeback in Redskins history. And through the whole second half, I wasn't even really getting pumped, dude. I was just kind of like, we're going to screw something up or, you know, at least we're not getting completely embarrassed now. Yeah. That was kind of the feeling. It's like, at least we've scored some points and we're not going to get completely blown out at home against Tampa again. And you didn't have to hear anything from Tom about (laughs) it. (laughs) Or that girl that was sitting up behind us that was going, let's go Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. I could just imagine her during the full whole first half of that game, like just driving the people around her crazy. And she would say it like when the crowd was already quiet after the play. Yeah. Yeah, it would be all like rumble, bumble. Blah, 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 it's like while they were in, a, in the huddle or like, yeah. or like so during was, a TV timeout. Just like it, it, it was time. extra sharp on your ears. Yeah, and she had that really annoying voice. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I mean that was that was my general feeling during the game. Yeah, at least the first half. Well, no, even the second half, I was never really that pumped. Like, oh man, we're coming back. This is awesome. I was just kind of right. like, uh, whoa, we might actually win. And then well, we won. I think, and I I think was like, the first well, that was spark cool. of that, like you were talking about, the whoa, this is actually this is something we might actually be able to do something in here was when we got that onside kick. That onside kick was awesome. And and before the podcast, we were discussing the acquisition of Dustin Hoffman to the team. <laughs> and the only thing I can think of is, all right, we're both like, where did this dude come from? And the only thing I can think of is that Scott McLuhan must have had his eye on this dude like as a secret admirer waiting for him to get cut because... And if that's true, if he can get dudes like that for free. For free. He didn't have to trade for them. I mean, going forward, we're going to need a lot more of those to turn this team around because we've already, as you know, mortgaged the entire franchise for RG3. And that was after mortgaging the entire franchise for people like um, Albert Hainsworth, Adam Narcholetta. Who else did we mortgage it for over the years, dude? All kinds of people. Dion. Dion, Bruce Smith, uh, which we didn't even want. Remember Dion? We were so mad when we got him. Oh man, yeah, oh yeah. So I mean, that stuff builds up, man, and it's kind of like a snowball over the years. You just lose a draft pick here, lose salary cap there. Not to mention the the bogus salary cap violation on top just of that. Thirty six million dollars of salary cap space. The NFL, excuse me, Roger Goodell stole from us. Yeah. So if we are going to turn this thing around. Over the next 10 years. We're going to need someone like Scott McLuhan to get these dudes for free. Get more Dustin Hoffmans on this team. We need a whole team of Dustin Hoffmans. Scott McLuhan is kind of like the dude that goes into like Walmart and looks in the bargain bin and like digs down to the bottom of those DVDs that are like two for $10 and finds (laughs) like the the, uh, Oscar winning film that's stuck down in there. (laughs) Sweet. 
anyway, so yeah, I mean, that was awesome, dude. When he got, the, by the way, that was the first onside kick recovered by the kicking team this season in the entire NFL. How about that? So yeah, I mean, that was nice. That was nice. Another bright spot in the game, I have to say. Um, Kirk Cousins, no interceptions. He was thirty-three of forty, over three hundred yards. His quarterback rating was almost one hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, remember he threw that or he rushed for that touchdown. Um, that was the last score of the first half. Was that that touchdown that kept us from being down twenty-four to nothing? And he had three touchdowns. But I will remember three passing touchdowns. But remember what we were saying at that point. We're like, yeah, uh, what's up with them running these RG three plays? Like yeah. RG three would be doing this and doing it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It still doesn't make sense. But I don't want to get into it because everyone out there now is going to be like, "You guys are still on the RG three thing." Seriously, Kirk, Kirk, Captain Kirk, let me jump on the bus with him. Because <laughs> I know they are. I see it on Twitter. It just goes back to the whole thing. It's like if you're going to put RG three in, let him run plays that he's good at. Yeah, I don't want to turn into that like eternally pessimistic guy that I met when I went to my first Redskins game ever at RFK. <laughs> Back in 1994, we were playing the Seahawks, and I finally got to go to RFK. I was in college, freshman And the Seahawks year. were in the AFC. Yeah, and <laughs> um, so we went to this game, and remember, we are only three years removed from the Super Bowl at that point. And I was cheering, you know, just like... A child cheering his favorite team. <laughs> I was cheering, you know, the Redskins would do something good, and I just remember this old guy that was sitting next to me, and after every play, he'd be like, ah, why'd they do that? <laughs> and the only time he was quiet was when the Redskins did something good. Like, they'd get a first down, and he just wouldn't say anything. Right. They'd get a touchdown, and he wouldn't say anything. But every other play, ah, oh, man, I can't. Oh, we're horrible. Ah. And I'm, I believe that, you know... He was probably like 70, right? Okay. So he had probably watched the Redskins since, I don't know, the 40s or 50s. So he was used to them being really bad. And then... Yeah, so he had to deal with like the 60s. Yeah. The 50s when the Redskins were awful. Yeah, so he had to deal with all those bad years. So the fact that they had like tasted victory and now they're heading back to their old ways, he'd been there and done that. Whereas I was growing up in the 80s where they were just good. They weren't the laughing stock. Yeah. So, I remember, this is a long story short, thinking, man, that guy's so pessimistic. Why can't he just cheer for his team? Now, fast forward 20 years, 15 years, whatever it's been, and I'm starting to turn into that dude, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, my point is, without cutting on Kirk Cousins after having a great game, I still want to point out, he's still throwing a lot of those like teeny little dump plays. I mean... And throwing them behind people. And throwing them behind people. He did get better as the game went on, though, in the second half when he started getting all pumped. You could see, like, his timing improved. Yeah. What, and, and, and the one thing that I'll say going with him going into this game against uh, the Patriots, did that game, like, give him confidence to, like, get him over the hump of this, like, this, this, uh, not emotional. What am I trying to say? Mental issue where he like makes a mistake and then just goes downhill. Right. Will that right. game like give him be like I can do this even if we're behind? I can do this. Well, as pumped as he was, I mean, I'm sure you you saw the whole. You like that? 
thing that he did after the game. I actually texted you because I saw him do it on a Comcast in the post game live. Yeah, I've never seen him do anything except just stand there and smile. <laughs> it was all viral. You like that? Yeah, so I mean, maybe if that got him over the mental hump, and it'll like, you know, he'll keep building on that this week. We'll see. The only thing that I really hate <laughs> about this, and it's just the Redskins' luck, is they have that awesome comeback and build Kirk Cousins' um, confidence, and then they have to go in against the undefeated Patriots in, in Boston, Foxborough. Foxborough, wherever that is. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. come on, seriously, we couldn't be playing like. I don't know. Buffalo? Yeah, someone. The Lions or something. The Tennessee Titans? Yeah. So, so yeah, he had a great game for, for him. And, uh, <laughs> no, he statistically, he did have a great game. Four touchdowns, dude. 33 of 40, 317 yards, and then a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, yeah. What can I say? You can say, you like that? Yeah, it was a great great game. Let's see if he can build off of it today. Let's let's see if we don't get utterly demolished today. Yeah. Let's keep it honest and, and, and close. And, and see how he does. Like, yeah. You know, even if he, even if we get demolished, if he's throwing, you know, zero interceptions again in a respectable game, then mm-hmm. that would be a good sign. If he can, if he can keep uh, Tlaib from picking... Oh wait, is Tlaib on? No, no, he's on. Uh, he's not. Where is he now? He's, he's on uh, uh, Denver. Denver, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I never knew who the cornerbacks are. Like they're always changing out new cornerbacks in in New England the new last e- few years. Dude, New England changes out everybody. Yeah, like and they're I, still good. I heard something on the radio about them this week, and I think it was like since when did they win the Super Bowl? Like two thousand seven. Was that their first one or? No, the first one was like 2001 or two or something like that. All right, well, I think they said since 2007, the only two people left on the team are Brady and uh, the kicker. Good Lord. Something like that. Something like that. There aren't very many. Yeah, remember the receivers they would use for one year and they'd be like really awesome? And then they they would just like trade them off. And then they weren't awesome anymore. Like we got, who did we get? We got one guy from there. Rache Caldwell. Rache Headlights. And who was that other guy? Dion Branch? That's who I was thinking of, I think. And that's who, was that the guy that ended up paying? It might have been Dion Branch who played cornerback for them for a year because they didn't have enough cornerbacks. So he switched to the other side of the ball. And then they cut him. <laughs> I don't remember. And we signed him for less money. I was like, dang, man. I don't think we signed Dion Branch. I think Dion Branch is who I'm thinking of, but oh. it might not have been. It might have been Troy Brown. So anyway, anyway, I'm, like, <laughs> I think 07 was the year that they went undefeated and lost to the Giants. Yeah, since that year is the year that they only have two players left, and look, and they're still good. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, and and you know the times that they've been bad in the last few years. I think last year at the beginning of the season, it was because they had like a really revamped offensive line, and then that got together after like five games, and they were good again. Yeah. That's just, I think there, there was an article on the post this weekend. It was like, the Redskins aren't the only team trying to emulate the Patriots or something like that. And it's like, you, you're darn right. Just about every team is trying to emulate what they do. Dude, I can't stand all these articles I get now because I sign up for the Google alert on yeah. 
so it sends me these emails. And there's like these fake articles for these fake news websites, and it'll be like some guy, and it'll be like <laughs> five. Wait, it'll be like things to watch today. You know, like Tom Brady is going to shred the Redskins defense, and you know, like all these. They're just like comments from a fan that they try to write it as it's a news article. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, how is that news? And what did you back things up with? Nothing. Exactly. Well, there's no accountability in the press anymore because oh. of that sort of thing. You get that sort of thing at like the top tiers from like people at ESPN and, and Fox and yeah. stuff. And they'll, they'll just tweet stuff out there that's not true because yeah. they don't want to be, they don't want to get scooped. Yeah, and then you read the about me thing on the, like about the author, and it's like, <laughs> blah blah has grown up in the Boston area, and he is a huge Red Sox and Patriots fan, and it's like, okay, yeah, and that's it. Like, well, I mean, you know, that's like us, but we don't purport to be like super news people at all. Like those guys do. They're all like, yeah, I'm super serious. Yeah, we're just like, yeah, we're Harry Hog football, whatever. I also wanted to comment on how much uh, Jordan Reed contributed that he was since he was back last week. Dude, if he could stay healthy, he's going to be so huge for this team. But he just keeps getting hurt all the time. He was targeted 13 times out of Kirk Cousins. What did we say? Isn't that amazing? Out of 40. Out of 40. That's like a third. And he caught two of the touchdowns. Yeah, and game. he caught 11 of those 13, dude. It's just amazing. Second I mean, what to a huge difference. Pierre Garçon. Yeah. Just massive. Absolutely massive. Jameson Crowder had a big day, dude. Yeah, he did. And, and again, Aaron, like you've been saying, I know looking at the stats, he had very similar stats to Andre Roberts, but. Yeah, look at the one big difference in their stats. Yeah. I'm talking about. Andre Roberts, I don't remember if he dropped them or not because it was almost two weeks ago, but yeah. he caught three out of six targets. Jamison Crowder, five out of five. And that may have just, I, I remember at least one of those was a bad throw yeah. to Andre Roberts because we were like, why is Roberts in? And then the throw was like behind him, and we were like, well, he can't catch it. To his defense, he can't catch it if it's not thrown to him or thrown at him. Dude, don't be surprised if next year, well, we thought he was going to be gone this year. Andre Roberts yeah. is gone. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Pierre Garçon is traded. I don't know his contract situation, but is traded also. Because we've got these young dudes, dude, like Ryan yeah. Grant, Jamison Crowder. Um, well, the thing about uh, uh, Pierre Garçon is that you and I have been talking about this. He's becoming the new Art Monk. He's got that big, broad body. He knows how to use body position. You know, on a third and eight, he gets you nine. And he's got those really strong hands. Yeah, and he's big. And, you know, he's not super tall, but he's broad and he's strong. And he can take those hits as the guy going across the middle and whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's becoming one of those things where it's third and eight. You know, watch where Pierre Garçon's going because he's probably the first target. Yep. Art Monk was awesome on that. Oh, man. Just <laughs> Super Bowl twenty two. he's pretty much the one that that stopped the bleeding when we were down 10 nothing. It's like on that third and 23. Yeah, back then it was like third down and whatever and you we were watching the game and you're always like, "All right, Art Monk. 81, mm-hmm. 81, 81, 81." And he'll, you knew he was, he's not going to drop it. And you knew that he would actually if you needed 7, he'd run 8. 
you know, yeah. he wouldn't stop short and then try to catch the ball and then run for the rest of it, which some of that is coaching. But Yeah, not to mention Joe Gibbs call. wouldn't send you, like, a yard short of the first down route. <laughs> like these coaches do. Like coaches do nowadays. It's like, they'll just catch and run. Speaking it's of their the... responsibility to make the first player miss. It's like, you know, it would be a lot easier if you let them run nine yards when they only need eight. Dude, in the ha- in the first half against the Bucks, there were three third downs. I read this in uh, whose article is this? Scott Allen on the Post. Yeah, he said there were three times in the first uh, first half that the Redskins threw a three yard pass when it was third and seven. That's crazy. But that was all in the first half, and then they figured out that that wasn't working out. No, I'm sorry, dude. I read that wrong. Uh-huh. They did it once on third and oh. se- on third and seven. But dude, it seems to me like they do that a lot. They in that in the, this season they've done that a lot. And you're just like, well, that was a crappy play. Yeah, and it wasn't even like Kirk Cousins checking down. That was his primary receiver. Yeah, it's cr- a lot yeah. of those. Yeah, I'm interested to see. There's two things I'm interested to see in today. How he builds off of that confidence and Deshaun Jackson's return. Exactly. Is he returning? Yeah. Have you seen the latest update of that at 9.45 this morning? Latest update this morning has been that it's looking like he could play. Uh, man, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of injuries coming off of here. Um, Bashar Breland is a... Uh, I think he's listed as probable. I don't remember, but it's it's possible he may not play after that Daryl Green esque game winning tackle to stop the the Bucks from scoring that touchdown. Yeah, that would have put it out of reach. That was Daryl Green esque. He wasn't covering that side of the field. He came out of nowhere to make that tackle. He was covering the exact opposite side of the field on that play. Dude, was anyone covering that side of the field? <laughs> uh, no. Everett. Everett, what's his name? I don't know. Deshard Everett or something Deshard like that? Everett. Deshard like Everett. Deshard Everett. Oh, man. Wasn't Deshard covering that side of the field? I don't know. He was sharding himself during that play. <laughs> <laughs> Everett. Is he even on the squad anymore? I don't even know. Dude, I don't Deshaz- even know he's in the second. <laughs> he was in the secondary. It's Deshazer. I'm, no, I'm saying it wrong, but yeah, Everett. Deshazer Wait. Everett? Maybe you're getting it confused with Kaishan Jarrett. Or I don't Quint know. Dunbar. <laughs> Quint Dunbar sounds like the name of a player like in some fake football movie. Dunbar, get in there. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, but I can't. Mason Foster, who the hell is that? I can't even tell you who's in the secondary right now. I can't. I can't tell you. Questionable. He might play today. He might not. D. Hall was also... Uh, not sure if he's going to be active today. I'm, I'm you and I were talking about it. He's ben, not going to play. He's old and he has toe hurts. Yeah, and his toe hurts. Um, Schnell is going to be a game time decision at center. I hope he plays. Yeah, although I, you, we've been saying Licorice has not been terrible at center. Dude, I, I saw some article last a couple weeks ago that rated um, Morgan Moses as the best tackle in the league like whatever that thing is that like grades them on every play or something oh. <laughs> and i was like seriously okay that's a that, if that's not a made-up stat from someone who didn't watch the games 
No, you know although, that. You although know he's that, not been bad. I mean, he and and uh, uh, Sheriff over there on the right side have actually been developing quite nicely for yeah, yeah. Being basically both of their rookie years because Moses barely played last year. You know, have you all re- know what he did on that first start or that first play when he came in at right tackle and let that guy run right <laughs> past him. Yeah, dude. You know, there's that system. I don't even know what it is where they like grade every play with some numer numeric value based on whatever for yeah. offensive linemen. And I was like, seriously? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so even if that stat is, you know, partially true. Yeah, they haven't been bad super terrible. Yeah. But that also goes to the fact that Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball on these three-yard routes every play. Yeah, yeah. And behind people. But I'm going to stop harping on him because he had a good game last week. He did. He had a he had a he had a great second half last week, and even the end of the first half where he ran that ball in on his own for that first touchdown with that RG three play. With that RG three play, dude. Some guy in the grocery store this week. He was like a worker there, and I had my Redskins, my Russ Grimm Hall of Fame hat on. Yeah, but he comes over, you know, and he's like, "I hate it when people do this because it's like the dumbest question ever." You a Redskins fan? <laughs> No, I just wear the hat. Why Why would anyone wear a hat of a team they don't like? <laughs> I was like, yes. What gave you that clue? And he was like, where's RG3? And I was like, he's on the bench. And I was like, no, no, no. Let me, ref- let me- no. He's not even on the bench. He's just hanging out without <laughs> a uniform. He's still on the team? And I was like, yeah. Why isn't he playing? And I was like, that's a good question. I don't know. And then I like changed the subject and was like, "Why is this not ringing through?" <laughs> like when I was trying to ring. Like, something. where are the bananas? Why are these Why are these green peppers not ringing up properly? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Dude, just yeah, leave me alone." Yeah, you're just like, stop. Seriously, I don't want to talk about it anymore because anyway. it's always like the most inane questions, and it's questions that you don't know the answer to as a fan, and the person that care. doesn't even really follow the team is asking the same basic questions yeah over and over he was like who's the quarterback and i was like kurt cousins and he was like that guy from like michigan Michigan? i was like yeah and he was like he was like scratching his head like (laughs) okay like all right so anyway um all right well all right, well, so what do we want to talk about now? Uh, injuries. Injuries. Uh, how's What's going on with um, Kerrigan that broke his Kerrigan, hand? They're saying Kerrigan's going to play. Sweet. Even with that hand, like, all bandaged up. But I don't know how he's going to be, uh, how effective he's going to be. I guess we're going to see what kind of uh, cast they've stuck on his hand if he's going to be in there all, like, Joe Jacoby style with a club. I saw that Jay Gruden said that he would take even a 90% Ryan Kerrigan. Oh, yeah. But it's hard to tackle with one hand, I gotta say. Yeah, see, that could be the problem. Although he could just start pounding people if they've got the whole thing bandaged up like a club. He just start hitting people. Start hitting people upside the head. That wouldn't draw a flag, <laughs> dude. Uh, the the people were questionable for today are Culliver, Hall, and Breland. Oh my goodness! If we don't I have Breland, three guys. Uh, Breland got Brady. Play. Yeah. What about um, Hall, dude? He hurt his toe like a month ago. I mean, he hurt like his toe like Sam? the same time oh. that um, Des Bryant like 
broke his leg in Des Bryant's back. <laughs> I'm serious. Like uh, Deion Sanders, for instance. All right, so D Hall is probably is questionable. Yeah, they're all questionable. All these guys. I'm saying Breland's going to play. Hall's not. Culliver, I don't know. That's that's a that's a toss up. Didn't uh, he tweak a hamstring or something? Yeah. So hopefully he's okay after the bye week. He had long enough to rest. Yeah, Deshaun looks like he's actually finally going to play. Yeah, and hopefully he won't tweak his hamstring again. Um, Lichtensteiger. Which we I, will say he was out of shape because he didn't participate too much in preseason. Yeah, he was too busy doing Desperate Housewives of Deshaun Jackson or whatever that show was, reality show that he was on. Yeah. Stupid. Who? Who was the next person? Uh, Schnell, Lichtensteiger. He's questionable or probable? He's questionable. He was still listed as questionable. I hope he plays. Yeah, they said he's really going to be a game-time decision just to see how his neck feels today. And so. you already said that um, Pot Roast is out with a migraine. Pot Thank Roast you. is out with a migraine. He didn't even travel, so it must be a really bad migraine. That kind Which, of sucks, actually. Yeah. So who's the backup nose tackle then? Uh, I guess it's like Chet or... Uh, they're moving Chet in. Maybe. Who knows? They've done that before, but... They kind of do that by committee anyway. They do. They just kind of uh, throw them all in there. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, they, they do interchange a lot with those, those uh, the big fat fatties yeah. on the D-line. I don't know how much that's going to affect this game in particular since the Patriots rarely run it, and basically pot roasts clogs up the hole for runners a lot more than yeah. his pass rush, in my opinion. Yeah, and they've not been good against the, the rush anyway lately. Yeah. The, the front line has just not been good at all. So, you know, we'll see today about that. Yeah. And other people, Deshaun, we already talked about, Kerrigan, and Keenan Robinson uh, has also got a shoulder issue. So a whole lot of we're going to find out here in a couple hours. I hope Keenan plays. Is he probable or questionable? They said he was questionable, but but we shall see. And I heard that um, Hoodie came out in the media this week and said they asked how confident he was about playing the Redskins this week, and he made some comment to the effect of he doesn't even think they're going to have to cheat this week to win this game. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. So we'll see what happens with that. The headsets might actually work. They That's might not true. be intercepting the other team's calls, you know? Yeah, yeah, we'll see what they that's They might about. inflate the ball properly. <laughs> I'm sure they're cheating it some other way. They're, they are the poster child. Yeah, they got Poster figure. children of cheaters. They'll find some way to cheat. Yeah, they always do. Um, so uh, do we need to take a quick station identification break and get into the best and worst? Oh, yeah, we can do that. Let me see. Uh, let's do a really quick, quick, quick break here. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the best and worst and, you know, round this thing out. Yes, sir. You are listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. In the social media system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. 
the Redskins fans <laughs> who investigate crimes. <laughs> All right, I got to oh, turn this off. Yeah, so <laughs> I hit the wrong commercial. <laughs> Uh, that was, was the commercial that Josh made. We're like, dude, this thing's too long. It's like a minute and a half. He was all his feelings were hurt. It was like you just threw that together like after we did the podcast one night. Yeah, he like found that uh, dun, dun. Law and Order order sound effect and decided he was going to make a whole commercial about Desmond C. Lee because Desmond C. Lee two was hacked. Dun dun. Anyway, um, let's see the best and worst. What do you want to discuss on that? We gotta do uh, worse first. Oh wait, you mean our game balls and kicks? Yeah. Oh, you said best and worst, so I thought you oh, wanted to discuss meant... the article. No, no, All right. not anymore. All right, well, let's do this. All right. Yeah, here we go. I almost forgot about the <laughs> the game balls and kicks. So here we <laughs> it's go. time for this week's kicking the balls award. Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Yellow Cake. Yellow Cake. Duncan Hines, Yellow Cake. <laughs> All right, go ahead, dude. Oh, my uh, my Kicking the Balls Award. If I can remember who it was, it was whoever that, I don't know, maybe I'll give it to Everett or Jerron Johnson or whoever it was <laughs> that totally let that dude go to almost score a touchdown late in the game and Bashaw Breeland had to run all the way across the field all Daryl Green style from off camera to make the touchdown stopping tackle. Um, I'm going to blame Everett for it. <laughs> Deshaz <Okay>. Everett. <laughs> Even though he may not have been the culprit. I think it was Deshaz Everett. Oh, oh, and one thing about on the injury report, Jackson Jeffcoat has been uh, oh, yeah. he's he's out for the year. J.J. One JJ of, is out for the year with like an injury designation or something we like don't, that. What did he get injured? I don't know. But he's out. He's done. And, like he's done for the season. And the other part of that uh, news is who's on the squad? Who's on the squad? RG3? Nope. Master uh, Bates. Master Bates! Houston Bates has been promoted back to the active squad. Excellent. So. <laughs> Master Bates is always hanging around. He's usually like in the dark corners of the team, <laughs> hanging out. In the corner of the locker room, hanging out. Doing his thing. <laughs> watch out, though. He might come into the light one day. And then watch out, NFL. So watch out. So, yeah, I'm giving my, my, my kick to uh, Deshaz every <laughs> So if Tom Brady today might feel the effects of Houston Bates. <laughs> The sack master. I just want to hear. Oh man, I just want to hear like <laughs> Kenny Albert saying something like that. <laughs> Masturbates the sack master. Tom Brady just felt baits all over him. Like, what's that guy's name from the from the uh, the Kevin AFC Harlan. squad? No, the AFC squad that we rarely see. It's Phil Sims who won't say Redskins. Right. And his partner, what's his name, Dan Fouts? No, Dan Fouts is with somebody else. Phil Sims always does it with, uh, what's his face, that does the Masters. Oh, well, I'm thinking of Dan Fouts, where he's like, he'll be like, <laughs> and Bates, and Tom Brady just felt the effects of Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Sims. I remember whoever was with Phil Sims that, that one time that his son was playing or whatever, 
And he's like, and you know this guy, don't you, Phil? (laughs) (laughs) And Phil tried to be like, I'll sly about it. Phil Sims cracks me up when when he's calling games because he sounds like a man that's like 20 or 30 years older than he is. He sounds like some like grandpa that's that's not paying attention to stuff. He'll be like, oh, like he'll be like on this Thursday's game. He was all like, he's like, oh, let me show you right here. Oh, my thing won't work. Oh, there it is. Talking about like the pen that you draw on the screen with. All like train of thought with what is going on. Oh, my thing doesn't work. Oh, there it is. Yeah, right here. It's this stuff that you would expect like a grandpa to say. It cracks me up. Yeah. And I hair... guess he's I guess he is grandpa age though since he was playing back in the 80s. Yeah, his hair is like the same as back He in looks the 80s. about the same as he did then. Just older and like kind of a little more messed up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um enough about Phil Sims. Let me give my kick in the balls award and I'm going to give it to Jay Gruden because dude, <laughs> seriously, that first half, like what were you thinking? Like if you have third down play call a play that can actually get a first down yeah seriously dude we're playing one of the worst teams they're three and four try a play that gives you a chance yeah so anyway that's who my kick in the balls award is going to jay gruden the first half jay gruden no the entire game jay gruden oh okay not mason foster apparently he had a tackle for us i've never heard of this guy mason foster he plays for the bucks (laughs) <laughs> he must have tackled his own guy. <laughs> Mason Foster does? No, I'm making that up. I've never heard of say, him. I've never I'm, heard of this guy. I've never heard of Mason Foster. He was drafted by the Bucks. Are you sure like, he didn't play for Like four years ago. <laughs> Are you sure he didn't do an own tackle? <laughs> Jeez, oh, I wonder. Yeah. No, but apparently we picked him up like two weeks ago. All right. Are you ready yeah, for apparently the game we balls? picked him up a couple weeks ago. I've never heard of this and guy. He's getting your game. Well, he's it. getting my game ball. No, he's getting my kick because he only had <laughs> one tackle. All right, you ready? And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award, brought to you by Triangle Casket Store. And before we do that, we forgot for uh, Josh didn't give his kick in the balls. He was, uh, he was giving his to D. Hall because he was riding around on that one-legged scooter again. Oh, I thought he gave his to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he probably did because he only watched the first half. Wait, no, Kirk Cousins wasn't injured. So D Hall, maybe he gave it to D Hall for Man. not for not playing well last year. <laughs> what was that a few weeks ago where he gave one and we're like, dude, he didn't even play? It was like, oh yeah, it was the week before, and I was like, dude, did you watch the it game? It was Chris Culliver, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, dude, Culliver didn't even play in that game. He was like, he didn't even turn in one tackle. <laughs> oh man <laughs> alright anyway oh, alright game ball who are you giving yours to oh man I'm gonna I'll go ahead and give mine to Kirk Cousins for the second half even for the uh, end of the first half because he tucked that ball in and he was running deceptively fast to get to the end zone it's just because no one expected surprised. him to run. Yeah, and it's always funny when you see a quarterback start to hustle. Like he kind of when he runs, he kind of looks like Steve Young, but nowhere near as fast in his heyday. Like slightly awkward, but he got to the end zone yeah. in time anyway. Like when a quarterback runs, it looks kind of like it's in three quarter speed. Even even someone like Steve Young, who was a running who, who was a good running quarterback, 
I mean, you wouldn't really classify him as a running quarterback, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. he could he could run the tuck it and run pretty well, yeah. but he still looked all awkward. Yeah, like like the quarterback I think I'm thinking of most that would run the ball that looked really awkward was uh Big Teeth, John yeah, Elway. Yeah, yeah, he looked super awkward. Yeah, him and uh, uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre even looked a little bit awkward when he would run the ball, because they always get this like look on their face like oh. You know who else looked awkward for the Redskins? Mark Rippon. <laughs> he just looked awkward in general. all the time. He was kind of odd bodied. He was kind of odd body, odd faced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had a hell of a season, nineteen ninety one, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to cut on him because he won us our last Super Bowl. Yeah, he was. He was. That that was a hell of a team. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so Josh is probably going to kick Joe Gibbs in the balls for not coaching the team <laughs> for quitting after the ninety two season or something like that. I. Dude, when he quit in 92, I cried. Oh, man, that was after that 49ers loss. I literally cried. Man. I remember, like, closing the door so no one would see me, like my parents and my brothers. <laughs> and I cried. saying something because you never cry. When I saw it on ESPN, I sat there, like, stunned and, like, cried. Like, oh, no, we are going to suck. <laughs> and what has happened? We've sucked. Sure. <laughs> Anyway, and then like <laughs> who took over for a while, like Richie Pettibone or someone, Pettibone, who just was so out of his league. But it was also at the beginning of the of the salary cap era as well. So I mean, it's the Redskins were woefully unprepared for the salary cap yeah. era and building the team that way. And then we got Dan Snyder. Anyway, we got Dan Snyder. And um, okay, so enough of that stuff. Yaman. Um, oh yeah, it was it, kind of like the stock market crash when Joe Gibbs quit, <laughs> and we're still not recovered. Like fifteen yeah. years later, twenty years later, Josh is going to give twenty three years later. <laughs> he's going to give his game ball to Josh. He's yeah. going to give his game ball to Deshar Everett for letting that guy almost seal the game against us, or Quentin Dunbar, or. Kai Sean Jarrett, one of those guys. <laughs> it was one of those guys. Or, I can't remember which one. Or some guy that didn't play. He's gonna give his kick his game ball. He's gonna give his kick in the balls to Richard Freeland for running out of his position to go make that tackle on the way to save that touchdown. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm giving my game ball to Rashad Breeland for that, because that did save the game. That was Daryl Green esque. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was, it was remi- well. reminiscent of that. That game where Daryl Green like came out of nowhere on the four three size screen <laughs> to tackle uh, was it Tony Dorsett? It's Tony Dorsett, where it was like everyone's watching the game and going, God, he's going to score, and then suddenly out of nowhere, this little burgundy and gold body comes running in and tackles him. Yeah, like the screen was basically empty except for Tony Dorsett on the camera, and, and everyone's like, sudden, "Who was that?" It was Daryl Green, Green, ladies and gentlemen. I don't remember what happened after that. Did they keep him out? I don't know. I don't either. I was really young for that game. Yeah, anyway, um, yeah. Dang it, Daryl Green. I wish we could clone Daryl Green and bring him back. I know, right? Talk about a diamond in the rough coming out of some small school. Didn't he go to Texas A&M? A&I. A&I. Which I think is A&M now, but we couldn't be mistaken about that here. Or A&G or something. (laughs) (laughs) A&P. Yeah, anyway, enough about that, dude. It makes me sad to think about yeah. that stuff. Glory days. Anyway, 
Stop bringing it up, man. It just makes me sad, even more sad, especially what? since we have to go watch. Everyone I knows- was about to say that. That's going to be just leading us into the game today against the Patriots. Dude, uh. dude, this is what's leading me into the Patriots. I realized that after they ran up the scores against Joe Gibbs, when it was it was like fifty to seven or something. That was eight years ago, and for the last eight years, I've been going or seven years. I've been going, dude. I can't wait till we play the Patriots again. We gotta remember that game and like. You know, and it seems like it's just last year. It's been like seven years, dude, and we still haven't avenged that loss, that horrible loss. And I have a feeling today is not going to do it either. In fact, it might oh, be worse. I guess. You know what? You know what's going to happen today? We're going to keep it respectively close, <laughs> and we're going to be at a point somewhere in like the third quarter where it's going to look like, man, we actually might, we could actually win this game. And then in like the last five minutes of the third quarter, and then through the fourth quarter, they're going to ring up like twenty-four on us. I wouldn't be surprised that either that happens or is there a mercy rule or it's just like the worst loss ever. The Redskins worst loss ever, I think is 73 to nothing to the bears. And I believe that game was thrown. Am I right? That's, that's the rumor on that game is that the players threw the game as a protest against, uh, uh, the owner. So, okay. So the only thing that could be worse than what happened, what you were talking about, your scenario where, we actually get our hopes up. And then then get stomped down at the end. Is to have the worst loss ever, 74 to nothing. <laughs> that would suck. Oh, my goodness. But it's not beyond the realm of possibilities. I don't think it is. We'll see. You know, we're coming up. The, let, let's be positive here. We're coming I'm trying off to be positive. Week. It's hard. It is hard. <laughs> we're coming off the bye week. Um, rested, even though we got like twelve starters that are questionable or not playing. Yeah, again, thirteen if you count RG three. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be active today, since pot roast is out. Dude, I don't understand why they don't make. <laughs> him, I don't understand if you're paying him already, right? I know they're Take worried about beats. paying. It, even if you don't want to play him or start him, have him active, and then put him on there a as a decoy or b as a trick play. Second guy in the backfield that can throw or run? Do something. Yeah, it's Jay Gruden hates him. Do Speaking something. of which, last Tuesday, just a few days ago, was the trade deadline for the season. No one had interest in him from what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. Well, I mean, no one. Not they even just the Browns? Wait for us to cut him. Not even I, like someone like the Browns or the Lions? Well, they got Johnny Football. The, the Lions are in their own. They fired Martin Mayhew, speaking of Redskins. Yeah, they fired everyone there but the head coach. Like his coordinators, his GM, the team president, but not the head coach. And it was right after the uh, trade deadline, and there, the rumors there are that the owner, who's like 92 or 93 years old, she was uh, pretty pissed that they didn't trade out people like Matt Stafford and Megatron and, and you know get picks or players for the future since Dude, the season's already lost. I'll take Megatron any day. I'm wonder. I'm wondering if he's. I think he's. He's getting past his prime. Yeah, that's perfect time for us to get him because that's when we get everybody. True. Actually, I don't think <laughs> we need another receiver. Like I was saying earlier, we got all these young guys, and I think that um, Scott McLuhan's doing it right on that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the positions we're not really, we're not hurting at, and it definitely will help if Deshaun Jackson come back as as good Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, if he even comes back as good Deshaun Jackson. Just the attention that he's going to demand, uh, dude, opens it up for these other dudes like Crowder. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh my Jordan Ward passes to Jordan Reed yeah. if he stays up. So let's see how that works today. I mean, hey, yeah. best case scenario is, you know, we somehow pull off a victory against the Patriots, and then all of a sudden you're going to hear all the people on ESPN this week going, the Redskins team to beat in the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> For like right. one week. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, dude, what else do we have? We're we gonna wrap this thing up. Um, yeah, we could wrap it up. We could talk about Donovan McNabb serving 18 days of a 90 day jail sentence for I'm not talking about that loser. DUI. I don't want to talk about that loser. I think he and a he and a uh, that's his second DUI, isn't it? I'm not sure. I think it is. He should be, be in jail. Longer he, he's gonna that. go to jail for 18 days. 18 Eric. days. 18 he's, days. What's what about, wrong with just 18 days? What about 18 months? <laughs> <laughs> well, he and uh, uh, Bruce Smith can hang out together in rehab. He could have killed somebody. That? Absolutely. He could have killed a child. Absolutely. And he's going to jail for 18 days? Yeah, he'll be under house arrest for the other uh, 72. House arrest? Dude, he's a millionaire. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're going to have to put in like extra sensors to make sure he's not leaving his house because it's so big. Dude, what is that house arrest? If you're a millionaire and you're under house arrest, dude, that's like... Dude, that's like saying, hey, uh, you know, let's go on a vacation and, you know, kind of get a getaway to this mansion. Uh huh. Yeah. For a month or whatever you said it is. He's not even doing it like on weekends only. It's like 18 days. I, or I'm surprised they didn't give him like, oh, only on weekends. Like Jason Worth had? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Good Lord. I don't even want to talk about that stuff. If yeah, you, were, if you or I or any other normal, non famous person had. Um, two DUIs, we wouldn't be in jail for 18 days. We'd be in jail for like a year, a month. We'd never have our driver's license again. We'd yeah, get fired from our job. Suspended. We'd get yep. fired from our job, and our life would be ruined. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. And instead, now McNubb is going to be able to get out in 18 days and, and go out there and say stupid things about the Redskins like he always does. Because yeah. you notice that he can't keep a gig on any of these... Uh, stations talking about football because he's so dumb he's dumb and he's biased and he's like he's got a chip on his shoulder about how his career ended yeah yeah and the fact that he's not gonna go to the hall of fame yeah anyway enough about that punk yeah let's go in here and see the redskins deliver a victory a crushing a, a crush to the crotch to hoodie and the patriots today yeah <laughs> i'm pumped yeah you're pumped let's do the impossible Oh, yeah, I also wanted to give a kick in the balls to Gruden for that stupid trick play that he tried. Which one was that? I don't even remember. He tried like a halfback pass or something. I think it was Oh. I forget who it was. Yeah. Or reverse or something. Anyway. Well, it wasn't as bad as the one the Colts did a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Speaking of the Colts, uh, they're not doing so well either, are they? They had, didn't they have like, didn't, I don't think it was their head coach, but like their offensive coordinator or someone got fired. Yeah, and the and the players, the players are uh, supporting Pagano there. They, they're the word is that there's too much uh, interference coming in from the owner on ways to change the team up, and the owner's the same guy that wasn't able to build a team around Peyton Manning over and over again. So he only won one Super Bowl because he kicked. <laughs> Apparently, that guy that owns the Colts doesn't think defense is important. Isn't his name Irsay? Irsay. And I, wasn't he like drunk and had some problems with that too? He had like drunk and and, and pills problems. He got arrested with a bunch of pills in his car. Some yeah. millionaire. Yeah. What happened to him? House arrest, probably. Yeah. 
So anyway, they're playing the Broncos today, and it might be the last time Peyton Manning plays in Indianapolis, for all I know. It is his house. It's the house that Peyton built. That's right. So, so actually, it, actually well, Brandon, Brandon's going to that game, and he's supposedly a Redskins fan. I was like, Brandon, why are you going to the Colts game at the Redskins? You're playing <laughs> at the same time. He's like, oh. I'm like, yeah. I don't think I don't think Brandon Brandon is still young. He needs to to figure out his fandom. I don't think he really has a fandom. <laughs> anyway, all right, dude. Well, let's wrap this up. Yes, sir. Um, so we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, hold on. I got to get the end music going. Oh yeah, yeah. Can't forget that. Um, uh, 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 what's a good ending? Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Um, hopefully the Redskins will pull off an improbable victory today at the Patriots. Yeah, that would be nice. Talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. If you want to send us an email, send it to Aaron at HarryHugFootball.com, John, or Josh. Or Josh at HarryHugFootball.com. Send Josh a bunch of emails that say, Dude, we need you back on the podcast. Uh, shout out to Desmond C. Lee and uh, everybody else out there that still listens after all these years. Who that? Episode 396. In the books. We'll talk to you guys later. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Joker! Joker! Ah.